Hi. Hey, don't don't be defeated. We're back. We just recorded nearly 30 minutes of an episode and then my computer shit itself. The computer's in retrograde. This is this is just the the kind of day that it's been. Hi everybody. Welcome back to Oddities. Welcome back. I'm Cassie. I'm Anna. And all we're of our on social, social media. media is in the bio. <laughs> yeah, it's in the bio. I can't do it today. Please, everybody, go look at it if you're curious. But while I'm at it, real fast, we do have an email. It's oddities.talk at gmail.com. And one of our topics this week that I will be covering is from a listener. So big thank you. Toot-toot. Very much appreciate it. And thank you for the very kind words. In the last run, I read the whole email. This time, I don't know if I will. What do you mean? This is a whole new recording. What are you talking about? We're new people I'm... now. Right. We're new We're new people. I'm the human Eeyore at the moment. Yeah. I, anyway. She was so jazzed up. I'm so annoyed. This has been such a fucking day. Anyway, everybody. Oh, how are you? I'm fine. I've been working, playing Splatoon, reading. Yes, yes. And I rewatched Jane the Virgin, and she's annoying. Right, she's fucking annoying. And I said last time in the recording that nobody will ever hear That's because right. my computer is a shit. That's right. It's in the trash now forever. It is. Uh, she's like Lena Dunham. When I was watching Girls, she used yeah. to annoy me all the time. And she annoys me outside of that show, too. Yeah, and Gina Rodriguez annoys me in life because she seems like she's the worst. And uh, and she annoys me in that show. She's very annoying. That character is so annoying. And I've discovered something. That character has a very holier-than-thou attitude. I hate, I hate and that. that's my least favorite quality in a person. Yeah, I hate when people are like that, right? It's fucking so annoying. She's, like, very judgy, and she's like, well, I don't know why you would do this. Meanwhile, she's fucking up left and right. And she's- Yeah, so it's like, mm, shut up, and fuck you and the horse you rode in on. That's right. That's right. How are yeah. you? How are you, I'm. Your... I'm fucking swell. I am just- I'm swell- we back. Everything is going my way today. Th- that's like that yeah. song from Oklahoma. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Yep, it's, yep. You know what I'm talking about? I do. And, that's it. And he goes, everything's going my way. <laughs> that's, that's the anthem of the day today. No, I'm fine. You know, I'm same. So I'm so tired. Uh, same shit, different day. Right. You know, I work. I hang with Donut. We're out in New Jersey this week. And um, my birthday is coming up. I'm here to celebrate it. When this episode airs, uh, it will have passed. And I will be another year wiser. And most definitely another year older. And um, hopefully it was a good day for me. So everybody, (laughs) let's hope. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Fingers crossed. And just as a heads up, everybody... The last round was way more enthusiastic in the opening, but you know what? I can't do it again, and now Anna's been driven to have a beer, and it's my fault. And my no, 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 no. Fault. It's just like it's, it's all my fault. It's so hot 
And I, like it's so every time it's hot. warm out, I'm always like, oh, I would just like love to have a beer. That's like a summer thing. Oh, it is for sure. I like um. And I can't enjoy summer. Line and Kugels. Oh, line and Kugels are so good. Right? Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, I I can't enjoy summer the way I want because of COVID. So I'm still having beers in celebration. That's it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go apply my fake tan so that I can feel like I've been in the sun. <laughs> Are you really gonna go? Wait, I didn't know you fake tanned. What do you use? I I don't. This is a trial run for the wedding, so that I'm you know at least more than just a slightly darker ah, shade of white than my right, dress. That's right. That's right. What What are you? Is yes, it a, so is I it a lotion? It's like a foam. Oh. And you have there's like a mitt. And so, oh yeah, because every single person I've ever known that does that, their hands look hilarious. Yeah, and I even got like a little brush so that when I take the mitt off, I can do my hands. Ooh, handy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, God, that was hideous of me. So, so a a friend of mine and a very loyal listener. Ah yes. He he told me he's going on a road trip, and I'm like, oh great, cool. Oh, right. And then last time we were like, hey, we should go on a road trip. And then you're like, hey, our quarantine list is getting long. And I'm like, I know so much to do. So anyway, isn't this isn't this riveting for you guys? <laughs> guys, I'm sure you're thrilled. Anyway, he's going on this road trip, right? Lit. But then he was like, hey, I'm going to listen to you guys all the way across the country. And I was like, wow, thanks. Like, that's so cool. You know, will we whatever. make it? Do we have enough episodes to make it? We're almost at episode 50, baby. But I, mean, I don't he's know. He's been listening. Like, you're going to listen to the old ones. The old ones are rough. The old ones are works of art, just like our new ones. You're right. Anyway, you're right. Anyway, the, the long and short of it was. Right. I could never listen to myself for that long because my fucking voice is annoying and I hate how it sounds recorded and lo and behold we do a podcast so I just like to torture myself which I don't think like I think your voice is very nice I think your voice is very nice so maybe we should just like trade but people <laughs> people think my voice is nice because it's deep and so Mine's like deep. It, yeah right and that's why I feel like yours doesn't like bother people's ears I've listened to podcasts where I heard someone's voice and I've had to turn it off because I'm like, oh, I, I mean, I've, I can't. I've had it like on the radio or like yeah. in TV before, and I'm I just I I can't take it. Right. Yeah. Right. But I think deep Hopefully voices. Hopefully, you people don't, don't feel like that. Right, and I I don't know that deep voices do that. I'm not saying my voice doesn't have the capability of being annoying. It lives inside me, so of course it does. But mine a hundred percent has the capability. I also think my people get very tired of my laugh i love your laugh it's very boisterous and happy <laughs> it's also real loud i know it's great which if you've listened I... to any of the drunk episodes you guys know <laughs> when i talk to you and i make you laugh because of how your laugh is i feel automatically like i'm a comedic genius <laughs> so thank you i mean you are so <laughs> oh my oh. back at you <laughs> all right so, now that we've wasted uh, your time with our half-hearted opening, <laughs> here comes here comes the meat of the episode. That's so, right. today, drum roll, I will be covering. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The Denver International Airport, which was sent to us by one of our listeners, and the reason this is so exciting is because this is the first topic that was sent to us that was not sent to us by a family member or a friend. This is a stranger, but she's not really, she's automatically family because she's listening to us. So thank you. Times a million. 
big fan. I'm going to print this email out. Thank you for all the kind words. I'm not going to read the email again because Anna and I have been through this already. But basically, you love our podcast and you sent this really cool topic. And so, therefore, we love you. And, this and it, really was, cool topic. it was beautifully written, the email. Ah, chef's kiss. So well written. And we're not going to so say your you. name, but. Yeah, we just in case. You. Because. Because people are fucking crazy, right? And, and I don't want anybody crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. And we uh, we protect our own here at Oddities. We do. We protect our fam. All right. Shall I? Shall I get into this bad boy? Yes. Again. Let, let's okay. dive into Denver. Which Anna's I, already heard all this. Which I want to go to. Haven't. I, yes, I mean, we want to go to Denver. Hi. I'm just gonna keep interjecting like I haven't heard it before. That's the goal. That is the goal. So thank you. She's the queen of interjections. She is the queen. Denver International Airport has some secrets. Secrets. Which is what which is what all the conspiracy theorists like myself will tell you. So, initially there was Stapleton Airport and then Denver International was built as a replacement. And this happened in 1995 and there were always like conspiracy theories about this this new airport from the beginning, right? So, Colorado natives have theorized about secret tunnels, clues to Nazi secret societies, and horrifying harbingers of doom hidden in artwork that's throughout the airport. So, it doesn't help that the officials basically wildly embrace all of all of this information, (laughs) right? And they're just like they use it in their advertising campaigns, which I think is really smart. But it is very smart. Just a side note. Anyway, so According to conspiracy theorists, like myself, Denver already had an airport, and it was great and dandy, and it was Stapleton, right? And there were, like, protests about it and everything else, but they were like, fuck you, we're building it, right? Cool. So it opened in 95. It has fewer runways, reducing the capacity. And um, while it was originally slated to be finished October 1993, it didn't actually finish until February 1995. So there's there's a big time gap there and it's supposedly because of a bunch of bullshit setbacks and everything but I'll tell you what really went down anyway the final budget for this was three billion dollars over what was originally expected which like talk about a fuck up when it comes to quoting this baby out I'm just saying and that's billion with a B billion with a B baby that's absurd that's a shitload of money that's 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 more zeros than I can really think about so I don't know how many zeros that is too many too many. The construction began with five mysterious buildings that were completed, and then they buried them with the cover story that they were built wrong, which... They buried which, them like the pharaohs of old. What the... Why? Why would you... Why is that your gut reaction? Why would you just bury these things? Yeah, I... I don't know. Demolish them and start over. And that's, like, also a big fuck-up, by the way. Complete five buildings, and then you're like, sorry, they were built wrong. Let me bury Wouldn't them. Wouldn't it cost fresh. more money to bury them? I feel like yes. I don't know. The whole thing is fucking weird, all you right? Really and it's... do is rent one of those things with the swinging balls and take them out. Yeah, a, a bulldozer. That's <laughs> that's it. One of those things with the swinging balls, everybody. So <laughs> I broke you. Up to eight levels of underground facilities are said to exist, um, and workers who go there. Workers who go there. Workers who work there. And go there. <laughs> she doesn't even go there. So workers, workers who work there 
refuse to answer questions about what they do. This I still don't understand. Because if they're like, so what do you do at work? They're like, I can't tell you. No comment. Yeah, what if you're just like a person at the Delta desk? Like, surely you can say I'm a person at the Delta desk. Or Frontier, because I think they come out of Colorado. I think Frontier comes out of Colorado. Or they say a big old, fuck you, figure it out, kiddo. Absurd. Direct quote. Yeah. So... So they there are theories that they they say it to like three year olds, yeah. Right. There are theories that tunnels exist all the way from the Colorado Springs Air Force Base. Tell me why these tunnels exist. Aliens. 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 It's aliens. Aliens hundred percent. So the entire airport is surrounded by barbed wire, like all airports, which last time I told you this you were shocked. I just I feel like I've never noticed it. But also because of the only airport I really frequent is Newark. And that's which we in the middle of highways and hell. Yes, and trash. <laughs> which is what we decided last round of this. So, but with this airport, the barbed wire is rumored to face inward. To keep people in like a large prison. And not outward, like other airports. That's it. I should just play that music the whole time I'm talking about this. Just really quietly in the background. Yeah, and if viewed from the air, the runways are said to be laid out like a swastika, which we don't love at all. No. So, questions about what the government might be doing in these the supposed underground base that they have going on underneath the airport may have been answered in 2007 when 14 commercial aircraft reported spontaneously shattered windshields as the presumed result of electromagnetic pulses. And I'll tell you why. Is it, but a... Aliens. An, aliens. But an airplane windshield is surely stronger than most things. Oh, wait till I tell you their explanation. Oh, okay. For this. It's bullshit. I'm ready. So, it sounds... It anyway, has to be. Inside... Oh, it's... Yeah. Inside... The airport is equally fucking weird. So the Illuminati appear to have detailed their plans for a global genocide and a new world order in two murals, right? Mm -hmm. The first shows a huge Nazi soldier, and then there's a bunch of dead women and children around him. And then the second shows third world populations dying, and then a few elite species protected from the apocalypse in sealed containers, aliens. And the Maya symbol for 2012 presiding over all of it. And then in the floor near the murals is written AUAG, which is thought to stand for the deadly toxin Australia antigen, evidently the Illuminati's weapon of choice for accomplishing this massive genocide. But don't you think they feel so stupid? 2012 has come and gone. Yeah, like you guys... You guys fucked up. You done (laughs) fucked up. So, in other places, um, there's strange words, which is theorized to be an alien language, and... Uh, it, it says things like D-Z-I-T-D-I-T-G-A-I-I. And there's other shit, too. But that's just the I one like that was like... A-I-I-I. Aye. Most telling of all is this huge granite monument that has the... It's supposed to be like a time capsule, and it has the Freemason symbol engraved with the world's new World Airport Commission. And also, the Queen of England, my hero... Her bitch. The legend herself. She killed Diana. My main bitch, who probably killed Diana. <laughs> Meghan Markle's probably next, to be honest. Uh, she cannot Just like saying. her. No, I do not think she likes her much at all. The Queen of England is another alleged Illuminatus, and she has been secretly and anonymously 
although we're on to her, mm -hmm. buying up the property surrounding the airport. Yeah, it's because that's where she's keeping all the youth that she's drinking their blood. Yeah, that's where she harvests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's where she harvests from. How is that bitch still alive? She's 94 now. I hope to age like that woman. I want to look as pissed off as she does <laughs> when I'm that age. That's all I want. She's got the plans of the the map of the Denver airport in that little purse she carries. Oh yeah, that's where they are. That's it. And also vials of her of the right. youth yes. that she consumes. The blood. Right. Alright, so I went a little bit deeper into all of these. Some of them a little bit more so than others. But so let's start with the New World Order, right? And so this is one of the big ones. I didn't go super heavy into it because there's not like a ton, but anyway. One of the most persistent theories is that the airport was built by the New World Order with ties to Nazism, which, like I said, Yikes. they say that the runways look like a swastika, which I looked at pictures of it, and I mean, like, I guess I can see it, but, like, in order to see it, you kind of, I mean, you really kind of have to be looking for it, and, like, there's all these extra ones that you'd have to just totally ignore. Mm -hmm. So, the airport's dedication marker credits an organization called, organization, <laughs> organization, <laughs> organization called... The New World Airport Commission, which is crazy because it doesn't exist. And the airport's website itself tells us this. So that's fucking weird. That is weird. That's, I mean, that's fucking weird, right? And so, like, in reality, a lot of other markings around the building theoretically are references to the Navajo language or the periodic table of elements, which I'll get into later when I talk about the murals. But that whole New World new world airport commission or whatever the fuck their name is that's fucking weird but it that's a bit like the illuminati isn't it like oh, people sure. people don't think it exists and then some people do but we we know it does the illuminati oh yeah i mean i know it does oh 100 we did an illuminati oh, freemasons right. podcast episode yeah yeah baby that's a good one that's one of our highest listened to podcast episodes people love an invisible slash visible cult dude for sure all right, so let's talk about the giant blue horse sculpture, <laughs> aka Lucifer. Here he is. And this is where this is where my laptop shit itself last time. So everybody, fingers crossed. So hold your breath. Don't. It's this big. It's this big blue Mustang, right? It's is known as Lucifer, which love that. Hilarious. It's a 32 foot fiberglass sculpture made by the artist Luis Jimenez, and it's located on Pena Boulevard. It's basically like right out there like right in front of the airport and it's just there and, and whatever um there have been a lot of bullshit events and by bullshit i mean like rather sinister in nature surrounding the sculpture and this has led to conspiracy theories that the sculpture is cursed and mm -hmm. all this other shit and it doesn't help that the thing looks like it crawled out of a nightmare yeah like if, at all. if you're able to google it google it it's it's fucking weird so fucking creepy yeah, and so like one of the one of the the main characteristics of this thing is it has these glowing red eyes, and some say it's a nod to the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which would tie in nicely to the whole mural thing that they've got going on inside. Sure, even but anyway, a couple years late, idiots. Right, right. They fucked up a little bit. So anyway, the artist once claimed that the color was in honor of the wild spirit of the American West, which nope, bullshit. That's bullshit. Don't buy it's, that. It's in honor of Stan. That's Satan, everybody. Right. Satan. Satan. So, <laughs> the artist died two years before the piece was completed because a piece of the statue fell on him and severed an artery in his leg. Bye, bro. Which is a terror. 
that's like that's like the original bad luck Brian. You know, like it that really remember that is. meme? Yes. I mean that sucks. Like builds a thirty two foot horse, piece of it falls and severs his <laughs> artery. That's terrible. And it's that's terrible. I mean, you could argue that that is the beginning of the curse. Because that's, yeah, that's, that's enough. the horse's maker. And the horse oh, is yeah. like, bitch. Can't be tamed, bitch. Mm-mm. <laughs> that's it. So, and like, so the whole, the senior vice president of communications, marketing, customer service is like, no, no, like, the blue Mustang, call it what it is, it's Blucifer. Right. Blucifer is a protector of travelers. Okay, whatever. But why a giant blue Mustang with glowing red eyes? Seriously. Seriously. So. It's so veiny. It's it is so veiny. Like you've got to look at a picture of this thing. It's ridiculous. the The sculpture was completed more than fifteen years after it was commissioned because there were delays and lawsuits and shit, which I don't get into. But anyway, let's talk about the eyes. Some say the eyes are portals to hell, and others say that they're laser emitters, which is my favorite. That's I wish one. that thing shot lasers out of its eyes, like in a big way. And so anyway, the eyes are supposedly. LED floodlights, but in the last seven years, the electrical team has only had to change them twice, which is bananas. I have to change light bulbs all the fucking time. I just had to change one the other day. Yeah, like, they're, they're always going out. This is ridiculous. There, there's no... You know why they last so long? Because they're Satan makes them last Satan. so long. That's it. Powered or by Satan, aliens. baby. Or aliens. Either one. Yeah, it's an alien weapon. That's why it shoots laser beams. Or so, when they come down, it, they turn off their lights, their eyes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the eyes signal when they're, like, showing up, right? right. So anyway, the eyes, I guess there's this story, right, where the artist, like, one night heard something in his living room, and he goes in there, and he sees two glowing eyes looking at him, and he shit himself. Not really, but I would have. And so I'm going to assume that he might have shit himself. 100%. And so... His first thought was, there's an invader. My first thought would have been, there's a demon. But that's just me. Well, because people don't have glowing eyes. No, who the fuck has glowing eyes? I would have been like, that is a demon. Even a- 100% demons. Even if you're in the dark with another person, you can't see their eyes. No, you can't see shit. Yeah. So anyway, he then felt a nudge from something that felt very familiar. And it turns out it was his horse, Blackjack, the model for this horse who had mysteriously broken into the living room. Tell me why the fuck a Mustang is hanging out in the fucking living room. Hang on, whoa. What kind of whoa. doors do you have? Wait a minute. This was a live horse? Yeah, the eyes he saw were the horse's eyes. How'd the horse get in the house? I don't know, you tell me. And also, Aliens. why is he only noticing it's a horse when it nudges him? Yeah, for sure. Like, a horse yeah, is far I... taller than a human. None of, like, and I wouldn't have gotten close enough to it for the thing to nudge me. I would have left, right. and then there would have just been a horse in my house, like, all night, whatever. If he saw the eyes Let from it happen. across the room, there's no, how, the eyes are the only thing that, that's part of its head. It's the only thing that could reach him. So if it's across the room, I know. It's, and, not, it's not nudging him. How's it nudging him? But it's reaching his arm out with the hoof? It's not doing that. Yeah, so I guess he just, like, waltzed up to this fucking, what I would assume to be a demon in the middle of the dark. Fuck that. Fuck so, it all. No. So this guy's batshit. Anyway, here's... This guy's batshit, and here's here's the kicker, right? He was talking to a colleague about the sculpture's progress, and he said, You know, this work is gonna kill me. And then it did. And then it fucking did. I know. Let he, that sink in, everybody. The horse in the living room was like, Hey, I'm gonna murder Because his horse later. was hanging out in his <laughs> fucking living room. Yeah. Alright, right, so... 
The next, the Illuminati headquarters. So in addition to being built by some Nazi New World Order, yes. rumors abound about the many unmarked buildings and underground areas on the property. And the theory may have stemmed from the time capsule that's buried on the property, which bears symbols from the Freemasons, which are kind of linked to the Illuminati, although we kind of know now that they're not really... Because of our episode, everybody go listen to it. It's a really good one. So anyway... One of the main reasons why I talk this conspiracy about how I, theory... how I broke into a Freemason. <laughs> and Anna confesses things she probably shouldn't have. So, I'm still anyway, here. <laughs> we're still here. Don't bring it up. I'm Don't sorry, mention sorry, it. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so, one of the things that, like, contributes to this whole Illuminati thing, right, is that the airport turned out to be, like, way more expensive than originally projected. And so it's like, how did they afford this? And conspiracy theorists like to point to Illuminati money which some believe was used to finish the construction in exchange for the secret society to use parts of the property. And so rumors say that the first few buildings on the property were not built properly, like I said, so instead of demolishing them, they they buried them and built more on top, yep, giving the Illuminati its underground lair. Love it. Love an underground lair. We love an underground lair. We do. Uh, In addition, there are underground tunnels that are supposedly like bunkers of sorts um like there are underground tunnels in the airport including a train that runs between concourses and a defunct automated baggage system according to reader's digest <laughs> this is the this is oh, the research but this I did. is underground this is underground but the true nature of the tunnels is believed to be more nefarious and some have theorized that the tunnels also contain underground bunkers possibly built by lizard people or aliens that will serve as a safe place for the world's elite during the apocalypse. I had no according, idea this was going to be a lizard people episode. Get this. According to the Denver International Airport website. Fuck off. These fucking people. So according to the Denver Post, other theories say that the tunnels directly lead to the North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, which is located about 100 miles south of the airport. However, really? it seems like... Yes, it seems like an expensive mode of travel. Not to mention, the new airport has been open for 25 years, and it could possibly take decades to construct a tunnel of that length. Unless so they're probably constructing it in secret, baby. That's that what I'm talking was about. An alien. Aliens work faster than us because they're smarter than us. That's all I'm saying. That's right. Yeah. There have been people who claim to have gone down many levels under the airport and have seen the tunnels firsthand. Just after the airport was built, this one woman named... What is her name? Oh, it doesn't mention her in her name, but the author who wrote about it is Alex Christopher, and it's an older woman, right? And she said that after it was built, she met some people at a conference in Denver who took her down there, and then she later came back with her friend Phil, and after that, she turned up dead. Oh no, Phil turned up dead of an apparent suicide. But other people say you know that's like skeptical and this is probably you know like an assassination and then after that the author went silent but has been working on a film well where's she at i couldn't i don't know so while the airport was being built there were the five buildings built below uh needed to be abandoned and instead of destroying them they covered them and the tunnels supposedly lead to these buildings and lead out over to the air force base which ties into a point that I'm going to get to in a minute after this next one. Sure. Because aliens. aliens. So, let's talk about the murals. Just a little bit. So, there are a lot of weird pieces of art. They're fucking weird all over the place in this fucking airport, right? So, uh, they are murals by the artist Leo Tanguma, 
which some believe have alleged Nazi imagery in the murals as proof that the airport is somehow linked to a fascist secret society. Yikes. But in reality, in reality, these are theoretically about world peace and a healthy environment, according to the Denver Post, which means they were paid to say that. Anyway, <laughs> though we can admit... figured out. Yeah, the, the the murals are fucking weird to look at. Like, I when I look at these things, I can't say that I necessarily, like, gather a hopeful image, but, you know, that's oh, fine. Whatever. me. I just Googled them. <laughs> and others are really focused on the fact that there are random gargoyle statues that seem to watch over the airport. And while these might seem strange, it's said that they are used as a totem to ward off evil spirits and protect the buildings. And a lot of them are placed at the baggage claim to protect luggage. I think they're cameras and surveillance equipment, but that's just me. That's interesting. Yeah. So anyway, in the Great Hall, there's the plaque that has the dedication to the airport about the, the whole New New World Airport Commission, uh, which we already touched on doesn't exist. And it's supposedly a cover for the New World Order, which is a secret society that has far-reaching control uh, pretty much all over the world for, like, everything. And people often think that Denver was built by them to weather out an apocalypse or an extinction event. And underneath the capstone, there's the time capsule, which is to be opened in 2094. And nobody knows what's in it, but there are theories about, you know, like, secrets or clues that might be locked underneath that kind of, like, decode everything that's in the airport, right? I gotta tell you something. Fuck time capsules. I'm not a patient person. If there's something in no. there, I want to open it. Yeah, and unfortunately, we're probably going to be dead at that point. I mean, we're going to we be it? two old bitches. 2094. How old are we going to be? We're going to be like, we're going to be 102. I'll be dead. No way I'm making I'm going to for sure be dead at that point. I'm definitely not. I've got a lot of factors working against me. Anyway, I've gargoyle. Got, there's a gargoyle. stupidity in life working against me. <laughs> 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 I'm not making There's a new addition to the airport, and it's this gargoyle that they have, like, right in, like, Right in the when you walk in, and it talks to people. It's animatronic, Bye. and it welcomes them no to thanks. the airport. No, and it says, "Welcome to the Illuminati headquarters." I mean, Denver International Airport. Nope, no thanks. Well, they really, and it, like, they it, really bit down hard into this theme. I know, and it like acknowledges when people are on their phone instead of paying attention to it and shit. Like, nope, that's some Bye. weird no. shit. There's no need All right. for this. Let me get to my final and favorite, and then I'm going to talk about some, you know, explanations. But here come the aliens. Here they come. Here they come. So there have been a lot of other theories, right? And they think, like, a lot of people refer to it as Area 52, uh, aptly named after Area 51. <laughs> but, um, you We're know. We're getting creative we, now. Well, we all know about Area 51, but I think I should probably cover it in an episode at some point. But anyway, Here here's it. the theory, right? Hidden beneath the baggage transport tunnels underground is a secret bunker or series of bunkers designed to house billionaires and global political elite in the event of an apocalypse, and lizard people and or evidence of aliens are also thought to be lurking down there. Mm -hmm. So the contractors who originally worked on the airport, like I said, they fucked up. They opened 16 months behind schedule. <laughs> this was a, this was a, they, they built this multi-million dollar automated baggage system that failed to work, and there's there are like alien drawings down there and there's even blurry footage of lizard people oh. this is my this here's, is a chef's kiss here's a oh in a big way here's some facts right so a thousand people work down in the various levels underneath the airport carrying luggage and and shit all over the place 
Shit. Whatever. There are 7,000-foot-long tunnels that run alongside the airport's underground trains. And as seen during a tour of the tunnels provided to the Denver Post, all plumbing and electrical infrastructure appears to end at the underground area's lowest level, hiding anything else under it would be an, an engineering feat, supposedly. I think it ends because that's where the cover ends, and then you gotta find the secret door and get to the real shit. This is where you start knocking on walls. I know, that's where you knock on walls and you press on bricks and shit, right? Yeah. So anyway. That's, uh, that's Harry see. Potter shit. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, the, the automatic baggage system was actually used in various capacities, mostly by United Airlines, on and off up until 2010, so I guess they got it to work at some point. But, like, there's there's this, like, mystique to it, right? And and the guy who was giving the tour said, look, there's 470,000 square feet of underground space under the airport. That's significant. And that's a huge basically, amount of space. It would take days to show everything that's down there. And airport workers have been known to don lizard masks as pranks while the media are on tours, including one caught on camera by Fox 31 KDVR Denver in a video that has been circulated as evidence of their existence. I gotta say, I don't say this often, but I love people. I do too, right? And like, here, a lot of people say that Denver International will serve as a United States military's headquarters if a war breaks out on its home soil. Because there's really? enough room for airplanes to be stored, barracks underneath, and the infrastructure for appropriate operations as needed. That's interesting. So... I'm telling you, it connects to the Air Force Base because aliens. Mm -hmm. And I could also see it serving as like a military base. You know why? 100%. Aliens. Because they're going to break out the aliens we've been saving and use them as a weapon. And that's what I'm saying. Lizard people. You heard it here first. Lizard people, baby. Alright, so here, here are some explanations, right? And I actually, I, I used a lot of this from uh, the podcast Skeptoid because the guy did like a really, really good job of breaking it down. So... Was the old airport actually adequate, right? And did it actually have more capacity? And it said, no, not really. It was 65 years old. It was a major noise nuisance being in the middle of the city, and it only had three 10,000-foot runways. And the minimum needed for large jets at such high elevation uh, needs way more, and it was barely adequate for a fully loaded international jumbo. Uh, Denver International now has six runways, all over 12,000 feet, and one at 16,000 feet, and that can accommodate any jet in the world. And the location clear of Denver alleviates noise concerns. Underground constructions, including the, the underground train system, um, has additional tunneling built to accommodate future expansion. Uh, other underground systems were, like, they, they didn't, they were built for using state-of-the-art baggage stuff but I went over that it didn't work very well and eventually it was retired and now a lot of workers go down there every day to drive shit around in those little carts and as for the <laughs> in their in their carts and as for the barbed wire uh like at all commercial airports uh this is fenced off with barbed wire but apparently it's not actually tilted at all and if you go up to it quickly or like uh, closely it's it's straight up and down and it's not trying to keep anybody in as for the broken windshields, that did happen. But this, to me, is bullshit, because 14 of them, right? Yeah. It took the newspapers a while to get the cause from the National Transportation Safety Board, because they were trying to come up with a good story, <laughs> just saying. Um, but they say that the mechanics who replaced the windshields said that the brakes were caused by flying debris during high winds. No way. 
There is no way. Flying debris during high winds on a fucking plane? Yeah, because... When all they do is yeah, go think through about... high winds in the sky? That's bullshit. 100% bullshit. That... No shot. Now that, that, to either. me... I totally buy the electromagnetic pulse thing, right? Because there's a military base nearby. They could totally be testing shit. Yeah, big time. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. That one's bullshit to me. Whether the runways are laid out like a swastika is a matter of opinion. Um, I mean, if you look at it, you can kind of overlay basically a near-perfect swastika, but to do so, you have to ignore significant runways, including the biggest one. So even if it was perfect... I don't know that it would necessarily prove anything because runways are laid out with prevailing winds and have to be approved by safety agencies and everything oh, else. I see. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. If not... you're looking for it, you can see it. If you're looking for it, you can see it. But like when I first looked at it, it didn't totally like if I hadn't read this, right. it, I don't know that it would necessarily jump out at yeah, me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, uh, the Nazi figure in the artistic mural, of course, like, which supposedly just depicts the Illuminati's plans to, like, take down the population and everything. So the, the Right. The two murals are actually each half of a diptych, which is a two-part mural. Um, <laughs> I know. Lot. Terrible name. A diptych. <laughs> I know. Which is, it's supposedly about a man's journey from brutality to peace. Um and basically it shows the Nazi-style soldier wreaking havoc and fear, and it includes a poem written by an actual child who died at Auschwitz. And in the second half, the soldier's dead, the children come together over his corpse, and they, they, they beat the swords into plowshares, and it's all inspired by Bible verses. And then in the other mural, the earth is suffering from exploitation, and some ex species are extinct and now found behind museum glass which is what people are saying are the elite species being protected from the apocalypse. And the alleged Maya reference to 2012 is a small piece of carved stone with Maya-style decorations held by one figure in the mural representing the decline of indigenous populations. And the Yikes. artist himself is Maya. What? The decline of indigenous populations. I know, scary. isn't that sad? I don't like that. Yeah, and the, art, the, the artist himself is Mayan. And so he included that as like a nod and also the second half of the diptych shows children from all nations gathering at the flowering tree of peace on a rejuvenated earth so i could buy that even though people i don't I, I don't know i don't know some of it's like really sketchy but like i kind of now that i'm reading like an explanation about it i guess it kind of makes sense i mean a lot of art in certain veins are very it's very lost on me so i mean yeah i think paired with the story the the poem written by the kid in Auschwitz, which must be yeah. brutal. That's tough, yeah. I think it makes more sense. And, like, yeah, knowing the backstory. I... But if you just saw that without knowing anything, I'd be like, what the fuck am I looking at? I know, I'd be like, what the hell is this? And so the also the AUAG symbols are in a mine car. And the reason they use AUAG is that they are both chemical symbols um, for gold and silver. And Colorado has a strong history of gold and silver mines. Hmm. And so, like, people are like, okay, well, what about the Australian antigen? And that doesn't really help because the Australian antigen is, in fact, abbreviated as AUAG, but the full abbreviation is HBSAG for hepatitis B antigen. And by itself, it wouldn't be a uh, biological weapon because if you exposed everyone to the antigen, you'd basically just inoculate them. So, the antigen is not the disease germ itself, it's basically just a substance that provokes the immune response, and so actually, That's you know, like, 
vaccines and shit. So, so the words, yeah. No, I, I did the murals. I get Lucifer. I don't. And no, I think the connection to the air, the base is shaky at best. And the windshield thing, I don't buy at all. No, I don't like the windshield thing at all. And the alien language that's in this floor is supposedly Navajo names for sacred mountains in Colorado, which I'm not Navajo, so I'm not going to weigh in on that. But uh, there's the time capsule, right? Another, um, with the whole Freemason thing on it, another explanation is that the local Masonic Lodge constructed and placed the time capsule. You know, but what's I don't in know. It? Somebody dig it up and say I just want to know accident. what's in the t- why do we need to wait to 2094? Oh, Nobody's going to know. This planet's barely going to make it. Just dig it up. Yeah. the uh, So the New World Airport Commission, it said that the commission was a group of Denver business and civic leaders who sponsored and organized some events at the airport's opening, ushering in Denver as a new world-class city. And you can say that this is bullshit. But I I don't know. That's still kind of... I still think the whole... I think that's strange, right? That that, um, that one is a little wishy-washy for me. Yeah. Oh, and there's also, like... So there's a there's a, the plaque um, above the, the pedestal and the time capsule and everything. And the plaque repeats the Mason symbol and has the rest of the text in Braille. And a lot of conspiracy websites refer to this paragraph of Braille as a keypad. Uh, but some people say that, no, in fact, if- it is just braille <laughs> i'm i'm sure people have touched it and been like oh it's it's braille if you think it's a keypad just slam your fist on the thing and see what happens that's it and finally queen elizabeth ii is in fact a substantial property investor but it's really just the royal crown in general and not the queen herself uh, her own fortune is a few hundred million dollars but the majority of the crown's wealth is held in trust for the nation and the, that portion of it is somewhere around $17 billion and includes property investments all around the world. Oy, oy, oy. But there were no explanations about the aliens. I'm still, uh, I'm still all aboard the alien train. Or Blucifer. You know, I think, I, yeah, Blucifer is fucking sketchy. Aliens are sketchy. The windshields are sketchy. And the fact that they are, I don't know, I just, you know I feel what? like there's Anything something to do funny. With the queen is sketchy. She's up to shit. She is, but that's why I love her. She's lived love her too much. Woman. She knows too much. She's up to shit. Dude. She killed Diana. For sure. <laughs> All right. And now, that was Denver International Airport. Thank you so much to the listener. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope everybody else enjoyed it. And I'm not going to weigh in too much about it because I'm already 45 minutes in. But. No, we can. Who what cares? the fuck, Denver? That's all I'm going to say. It's fucking crazy. That's. I feel like if. Like, if. I'm trying to think if. If we had like a blue horse like that in the middle of Jersey, I feel I mean, like... we have all those weird painted cows. Yeah, but those aren't threatening. I don't know. Have you seen those shady ass cows? <laughs> the way they look at you? No, I'm just kidding. I know that well, horse is fucking weird. It's and like, like no offense to Louise, threatening looking. Yeah, and like I, I, and also it's just it's wild what happened to him. He was like, this thing's gonna kill me one day. And Boom! Artery severed, him. and he's dead. I know, and it's I, insane. I think it's weird that he only finished his head. Like that, I know, that seems enough very to get those enough to get those demon eyes. Yeah, because his horse was in his living room. Oh, fuck. Enough to open the portals to hell and summon the aliens. That's, That's all I'm saying. That is all I'm saying. No laser so, eyes. what do you guys Yeah, what do you guys think? Can all this stuff be like explained or do you think it's do you, do you buy the conspiracy theories? I buy some of them. I gotta be honest. I do too. Some of it's fucking sketchy. And to our listener who sent in the email, what do the people yeah, of Colorado think? what do you think? think? 
Yeah, like, what's the general consensus around there? Let us know. Also, I'm dying to come visit. Heard you're a great state. Yeah. We're on our way. See you soon. I'm not going anywhere near that fucking horse. <laughs> no, fuck that horse. And if we're gonna if we go, we're gonna have to like drive past it. I think, but I'm just gonna wave at that bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna look the other way. I'm not looking at those glowing ass eyes. Oof. Light bulbs don't last that long, dude. They, that's all they I'm don't. saying. That's true. Unless they're powered by Satan or aliens. And remember, kids, if you can't summon the flames directly from hell, candles work just fine. That's right. <laughs> that's it. That's our special on summoning demons from hell. Demons and Satan. That's right. Alright, so, so tell me I did, about... I did the Wendigo. I know, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So, it's yes. it's Wendigo or Wetiko, which is Okay, so I always summer. say it wrong. I used to say it Wendigo, so now I know. I think it's Wendigo. Okay, that sounds good to the, me. The Wendigo. only reason why I feel like that's how you pronounce it is because in the video game, Until Dawn, Wendigos are in the game, spoiler alert, and that's how they Oops. say it. Okay, so alright, so since the video game said it, now we know. There you go. So it Also, is... Indigo's in it, so... Right. So, So, yeah. it's a mythological creature or evil spirit from the Algonquin tribes based in the northern forests of Nova Scotia the east coast of canada and the great lakes region of canada and the united states i just gotta say and this is like no hate i love it but native american tribes have some freaky shit that they talk about they do but i think they've got some wild stories this motherfucker is very interesting i'm excited so it's described as a monster with some characteristics of a human or as a spirit who has possessed a human being and made them become monstrous which same love that Yep, relatable. I'm, I'm definitely a spirit who's possessed a human being. <laughs> For sure, me too. And I, I bet you Lucifer, you know. Oh, oh, a thousand percent. Uh, like, hands down. So, its influence is said to invoke the acts of murder, insatiable greed, and cannibalism. Ooh! A little bit These of, are a few of my, my favorite, favorite things. things. A little bit of spice. <laughs> so, Love it. the creature lends its name to the controversial modern medical term wendigo psychosis which is described by psychiatrists as a culture-bound syndrome with symptoms such as an intense craving for human flesh and the fear of oh. becoming a cannibal oh yeah so researchers have argued that essentially wendigo psychosis was a fabrication the result of naive anthropologists taking stories related to them at face value without any kind of observation or understanding um okay so to me what that sounds like is a bunch of people spoke to indigenous cultures, heard this story, yeah. and made up a psychosis. Meanwhile, the indigenous people are like, that's not the point. That's not what we're telling that's you. That's not what we're getting at. That's not what we're saying. Like, There's a thing, and you're fucked. You yeah. guys are wild. So you, you people are making shit up. <laughs> so in indigenous cultures, environmental destruction and insatiable greed are considered manifestations of the Wendigo. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. To me. Then I know a few Wendigos. Same. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so people have claimed it's relative to Bigfoot, which is my new favorite thing. Love it. Big fan of that relationship. The story is that the Wendigo was a lost hunter, and during a brutally cold winter, the man's intense hunger drove him to cannibalism. After feasting oh. on another human's flesh, he transformed into a man-beast and began to roam the forest in search of more people to eat. 
Dude, badass. I feel like I mean, you I'm not encouraging city, it, but but like, all right, go on with your forest travels. Yeah, I don't know if I would have like you know stopped there. Like if you're you're like really feeling it, I would have gone to like a more populated area. Right. Like why stay confined to a forest? But okay, okay. I mean, unless he was like, ooh, I'm this man beast. Now I'm kind of ashamed, but like I can't fight <laughs> He's it. He's an introverted I man beast. <laughs> Yeah, he, he doesn't like to go out much. I'm like, we can relate. It's Big fine. Time, 100%. I get him. We're not here to judge. That's right. Yeah. I understand it's where all you're good. from Wendigo. So, since the Wendigo is said to be a cold weather creature, most sightings have been reported in Canada, as well as colder northern states such as Minnesota. At the turn of the 20th oh. century, the Algonquin tribes blamed many unsolved disappearances of people on Wendigo attacks, referring to the Wendigo as the, quote, the spirit of lonely places. Ooh, love that. There's another rough translation, which is the evil spirit that devours mankind. Okay, love that too, but I'm a big fan of the spirit of lonely places. I have to say, what those are both title. really good, like, album names. Dude, okay, when we become famous right. and release an album of podcast right. episodes, dibs on the spirit of lonely places. I'm getting the sure. evil spirit that devours mankind. Oh, yeah. Actually, let's just use that as, like, our stage names when we go on tour. <laughs> So good. Okay, so here's what okay. this motherfucker looks like. Oh, give it to me. So said to be almost 15 feet tall, which I'd shit oh. my pants. Dude, maybe the artist had a Wendigo in his living room. Big time. Yeah. The Wendigo body is described as emaciated, which goes with the starving hunter okay. story. Love that. A native author and ethnographer named Basil H. Johnston. Ugh. What a name. I hate it. Describe basil? Basil. Okay. Dis- All right, descri- I'm just going to leave that. <laughs> yeah, you guys can take with that what you will. It describes yeah. the Wendigo as, quote, gaunt to the point of emaciation, its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones, with its bones pushing out over its skin, the complexion, the, the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into the sockets. The Wendigo looked like Fuck. a gaunt skeleton recently disturned from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean, and suffering Ooh. from separations of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition, of death and corruption, unquote. Wow, it's like a tall zombie. I love it. Big fan. Right? It's like a wow. tall zombie, but then can think. Because it's like That's a like man. That's like a hell of a description. Yeah, right. So it's like extra spooky. Wow. According to an ethno-historian, Nathan Carlson, it's also been said that the Wendigo has large, sharp claws and massive eyes like an owl. Wow, I hate that. You should really Google picture this thing. It's fucking I'm gonna terrifying. I'm going to look up if I'm afraid to right now, but I, I mean, will. That, that descriptor is beautiful yeah, enough. Yeah, that's, that's, that was, yeah, that was rich. I like that. So a lot of different versions exist on how the Wendigo moves with some claiming that he's very fast and can endure walking for long periods of time, even in harsh winter conditions, which, fuck me, that's my nightmare. Mm-hmm, and others mm-hmm. say he walks in a more, like, haggard manner, as if he's falling apart, which I feel like feeds into the zombie idea a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I buy it. According to the legend, the Wendigo can mimic a human voice. Ooh, Which no. would not require it to be fast, because then they can just lure people in. Ooh, that's spooky. That's like an annihilation. That movie. Big time. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I have to tell you, that would be the most horrifying thing in the world. Yeah, that's like a to nice hear layer. A person and then look and it's a fifteen foot tall, emaciated it's, 
demon. This fucking hell beast? Ooh. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, there's another version that illustrates that the Wendigo can possess a person, infiltrating their mind and turning them into a Wendigo as well, instilling upon them the same lust for human flesh. Wow. Mm -hmm. So does that one disappear then, and then they're a new Wendigo? Or does is there just, like, another Wendigo joins the pack of I, Wendigos? I think another Wendigo, like, joins the pack. Dude, that's a hell of a pack to have. This, this thing is very layered there there are a lot of layers to this shit i love this shit this is this is deeper than i thought it was gonna be i know so a native american man murdered and ate his entire family during the winter of 1879 oh. and according to animal planet <laughs> oh okay that's, that's what it is. that that works he was quote possessed by the wendigo spirit unquote at the time of the murders he was hanged for his crimes as he should have oh Right, he yeah. murdered and ate his entire family. Yeah, he, he went very Donner Party there for a second. He really did. But there were more yeah. reports like this one that went from communities in the Rockies to northern Quebec. Oh. So people keep... The Wendigo yeah. keeps hitting them. Yeah. So despite that this is a scary story, obviously, the legend of the Wendigo has been associated with real-life problems like insatiable greed, selfishness, and violence. The myth encouraging... Mm cooperation and moderation in all things okay which i think is good messages yeah good things the word wendigo can also function as a symbol for gluttony and the image of excess as basil johnston he's back but god don't just scare the shit out of me <laughs> getting spooked the wendy's got you spooked i know so as basil johnston has written the idea of quote turning wendigo unquote is a very real possibility when the word refers to self-destruction rather than literally becoming a monster in the forest. Ooh, this is very deep. It's a very interesting idea. Not only is it the is. demon thing scary, but then the idea is very real and frightening. I know, which makes it scarier. I know. So, Wendigo stories were once viewed as an illustration of the violent, I put illustration in air quotes, as the okay. violent and primitive nature of the very people telling those stories. So basically, hmm. what it sounds like is white people came in, and they were like, right. oh, these people are primitive, that's why they tell stories about monsters. Like, no. Classic. No, Classic. That's not why. Classic white move. Yep, uh-huh. Yeah, meanwhile, they're like, actually, we're talking about you, but that's cool. <laughs> actually, we're talking about you, and also, simultaneously, the scary fucking thing. Right, by the way, go into those woods. <laughs> by the way, yeah, walk that way, would you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Wendigo stories can also symbolize the indigenous people's response to the horrific violence unleashed on them by non-native people. Anthropologists believe that the concept of a Wendigo only developed after the native people had contact with the Europeans. I buy it. 100%. Which is so sad. That is so sad, but totally believable. I 100% agree. They saw these big, tall white people, they're like, these guys are monsters. These people are fucking And I creepy. mean, if you yeah. think about it, they... They were very destructive. They were. They wanted... They were very greedy. They didn't greedy, give a shit yep. about the indigenous people. 100%. There was a sense of insati insatiableness there. Yeah. They didn't care who yeah. got in their way. Yeah. Nope. They were about to consume it all. So, some anthropologists argue that Wendigo stories, especially those involving Wendigo accusations, like where they're like, they were linked to the... They had the Wendigo spirit. The Wendigo came over them are yeah, linked yeah. to stress within the Native American and Indigenous people communities. 
The local tension leading up to such accusations may even be comparable to the fear that preceded the Salem witch trials. I was just going to say, it sounds like the Salem witch trials. Right? Yeah, yeah. Spook city, man. For sure. In the case of the Native American communities, most of the stress was due to a dwindling amount of resources, not to mention the extermination of food in the area, which resulted in a fear of starvation. Oh my god. So many dots being connected. Right? Yeah, yeah. So... The vast majority of supposed Wendigo sightings happened between the 1800s and 1920s. There have been no sightings since then, which I think is interesting, because then obviously the indigenous people were either Mm -hmm. A, wiped out, or Mm -hmm. B, they'd already met the Europeans. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, there have been a couple of lakes today named after the beast, including a Lake Wendigo in Minnesota and a Wendigo Lake in Wisconsin. Gotta hit those two babies up on our road trip. I know, for real. And that is the story of the Wendigo. That's fucking insane. You did a great job with that. I did not know that there was so much to it. Honestly, when I was, I Googled it and I was like, hey, this thing's going to be so stupid. And the deeper I went, I was like, this is the most fascinating thing. There are a lot of layers to this. That's really, really interesting. And like, I, I mean, I totally get it. I see it. And 100%. And now, looking at this game that I played, I'm like, they really distilled these Wendigos down to bullshit, which is a very commercial... That is, yep. A commercialistic view of our world. Our consumerism-driven world. We're like, let's take away the good message behind this and just make it a monster. Dude, I thought you were like... I, I was expecting, like, a description, like an origin and then i was like okay there's gonna be like stories about like sightings but damn mm-hmm. this was layered well done yeah man that was the, deep the wendigo is a the wendigo's dope for sure and it's just i gotta look at pictures of it it's just but I'm, like i'm afraid my computer is gonna have a meltdown right you <laughs> can't tempt the face i'm gonna i can't i gotta wait i'm gonna wait until i'm probably in bed tonight and then i won't be able to sleep i just feel like it's an interesting story on its own and then to be so layered as it is and for it to specifically come from indigenous people I think is fascinating Mm -hmm. because it I think it 110% ties in with their sighting of the European oh for sure and then like just like beyond that though like because it kind of you can easily tell that there are grains of it in reality I feel Mm -hmm. like it makes the supernatural side of it seem more real big time like you know Uh, And so I think that makes it, I mean, I would shit myself if I was like, you know, because if you think about these areas, right, that they're talking about there, it's like heavily wooded and Mm -hmm. cold and spooky and dark. And, you know, you can totally picture this as like the area where that shit would be hanging out. And I'm sure on some level, it was a story to tell kids to keep them out of the woods. Oh, yeah. But it it was. But it was also probably like, don't go into the woods. Yeah, like don't go into the woods. The Europeans are there. They're gonna, they're gonna <laughs> fuck you over. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Yeah, the Europeans are coming. Look out, kids! Watch out. But yeah, no, seriously though. Yeah, like definitely to like, and I think a lot of these monsters that we touch on and myths and things like that. I think a lot of it serves as a warning for kids and things like that too. Yeah, and I think it also it usually always has. A deeper story. There's always something yeah, more which is going great. on. It's always something more than. Uh, there's always like a veiled story underneath about yeah. what surrounds the the culture or the landscape or whatever. And I yeah, th- and like I I really just thought the Wendigo was just going to be something scary that lived in the trees 
or in the forest. Dude. And then all of a sudden I was like, this is fucking crazy. Dude, yeah. And you know what? I think in the future we should cover some other like Native American monsters or what have you. Because there are other ones that are wild. And I would be really interested to see how it would tie into like other things. I would love to know and also, how many of them look like Europeans. <laughs> for sure. Also, big fan of the whole Wendigo, Bigfoot. Like, we love a good family tree. Ugh, I'm just saying. It, right? Strong roots, baby. That's right. That's all. I love the fact that it can mimic a human voice. Oh, that adds a whole... That's fucking so terrifying yeah. to think about. That's, that's shit is. that'll keep you up at night. Yeah, right? Because, like, then if you're, like, walking around and you're, like, with a friend out in the woods or some shit, and then they call for you, but then you're like, oh, shit, is it actually them or is it the Wendigo? Right. That's, like, the only part that I've ever remembered from the Hunger Games, the only detail, is that Mm -hmm. those things could mimic Mm -hmm. voices. The, the like, Jabber Jays or whatever they were. That's right, and she thought it was her sister and stuff. Yeah, and she starts losing her shit, yeah, because, I mean, Who wouldn't? That's terrifying. That is. Yeah, that's some... Wow. Yeah, that's the Wendigo. That Wendigo's a wild beast. Sure is. Well, this was a... This was a wild ride of an episode. Sure was. Thanks for hanging in with us, gang. Yeah, sorry for the gloomy beginning. It was a rough start for us. You but... know, sometimes the computer shits out. Venus isn't retrograde. What are you going to do? So is Mercury. We're all fucked for a while, <laughs> so buckle up. Nothing's getting better. I mean, for, I was my sister and I were just talking about this. Every time people say that, I'm always like, really? I'm having a great time. <laughs> I'm 100% not having a great time today, or really the last couple of weeks, but... But I also feel like that's only because I was born on a Friday the 13th with a full moon. So I feel like this is, everything works This is your time. Me. Yeah, this is this is your time to shine. You're right. You got it. You know, I, I was born on the unluckiest day, and my life, every time things are unlucky, I'm like, I feel great. <laughs> I'm thriving! <laughs> I love oh, it. Boy. Anyway, everybody, let us know what you think about the conspiracies of Denver International Airport and what? be careful at night. That's right. And when you're walking around in the woods, watch out for that Wendigo or a Europe- watch out or for a the rogue Wendigos. European. But a uh, right for sure. <laughs> but above all, until next time. Stay strange. <laughs>